Episode 36 of the Shock Jacques Nicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques here with you to talk Nicks basketball. <laughs> oh man. I can't even get off the I can't even get off the blocks this week, guys. A really tough week uh for the Knicks again. Uh, just as a franchise. It, it, it's oh do we start with Spike? Do we start with the, the the lack of attendance? Do we start with a win that was pretty impressive at the time? And I think it's overshadowed by the Jazz game earlier this week and the Spike Lee news and the news coming out after that and the Knicks statement and, of course, the uh, recent reports about the Knicks' lack of attendance. And that was the, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into the, the Jazz game, how that applies in a second, to the Knicks denying that they kicked fans out who were chanting sell the team again. I don't even know where to start. I I feel like I say that every week, but I mean, this is just outrageous. It's a ridiculous week to be a Knicks fan. And and, and how, how much lower can this get? How much lower? I mean, I can't. I don't even want to say that it can't get any worse anymore because it just it just does. It keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And just when you think the Knicks couldn't get into a fight with somebody else, it's Spike Lee who is now in the crosshairs of the New York Knicks. It's incredible. This is what one or two weeks after Oakley loses the trial with James Dolan. And now Spike Lee is getting into a fight with James Dolan and the New York Knicks. And regardless of whose side you're on, regardless of who you think is right or wrong or both, this is outrageous. This is unbelievable. If, if owners could be fired, James Dolan would be would have been axed years ago. But, the, I mean, you can't do this. You can't do this. This looks awful. And I guess I'm... I'm Inviting myself to talk about Spike Lee first. It's just it's been the it's been on my mind all week. It's been on my mind all week what I'm gonna say about this. I I, I come at it very much down the middle here, believe it or not. I think that Spike, despite all the good things he has done, specifically with the Knicks, and, and right or wrong, Spike Lee is, you know, one of the most popular figures in Knicks history. I mean, there's you can't really argue that. For the, some people don't like Spike. Some people do like Spike. A lot of people like Spike. I like Spike. I might, I might, I might, I might put that on a button and run for New York mayor with Spike Lee on the ticket. Like I like Spike. I think he's great for the Knicks. He goes to games. He goes to games all the time. And it's, I think, what he said something like he spent ten million dollars on Knicks tickets in his thirty years or something as a fan. I mean, that, it doesn't get more diehard than that in sports. But. I mean, are we in second grade? Spike does deserve a little bit of the blame here. It, there's a VIP entrance specifically for people like you, Spike. Just use that. Just use that. Why, why, why'd you have to go through the employee? You don't work for the Knicks. You, you pay the Knicks because you buy all these tickets. I get that. But did you really have to go through the employee? Like, what's the big deal? 
Just go through the entrance you normally go. You're going to, you're going courtside one way or another. You paid for your tickets. It doesn't matter. I I thought. I don't think I didn't think it mattered which way you entered the building. Is there like a special little welcome area in the employee center that really gets Spike going before the games? It, I I'll say this because I've had some experience covering games at the Garden. I've been through the employee entrance because that's sometimes where media go to pick up their credentials before games. And if you have a credential, you can enter through there. There's nothing special about it. There's nothing special about that entrance. I've been in that entrance many times for college basketball events. There's nothing special about it. I'd rather go through the VIP entrance. That seems kind of nice. Maybe they'll give me a beverage when I walk through. Or they'll give me a pretzel. Or they'll give me a Nick hat. It, I mean, does it really matter? And then the Knicks side of this. Oh my God. What, what were the Knicks thinking here? They couldn't have just they couldn't have just played nice here. See, I I'm in the camp both parties here. I mean, what are we fighting over who gets the last cookie in the cookie jar? Who cares? Just split it in half. Or oh, I don't know, buy more cookies. Th- this is ridiculous. For the Knicks to to take this a step further and the st- I got the statement the Knicks released on Twitter. And and it it they they they're pulling the same crap they pulled with Oakley. I mean it's clear as day. The idea that this is from this is from the Knicks on Twitter. The idea that Spike Lee is a victim because he he because we've repeatedly asked him to not use our employee entrance and instead use a dedicated VIP entrance which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden is laughable. It's disappointing that Spike would create this false controversy to perpetuate drama he's welcome to come to the garden anytime via the vip or general entrance just not through the employee entrance which is what he and jim agreed to last night when they shook hands two big problems with this nick statement first of all the first the first part of this statement just stop it there stop it right there stop it at which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden done but then you go laughable false controversy did did jim and spike really shake hands does it matter does that even really help anything and it's again the knicks just trying to sweep it under the rug and take no blame for this this was a classic the customer has a problem or the customer did something wrong what happened to the customer is always right what happened to that if spike goes through the wrong listen if he's done it more than once okay i see the problem there but you can't just say hey you can't just escort him to where he needs to go and if he does go through the employee entrance and he has a ticket isn't there a way you can get him on the right path without making a scene now for spike if you keep doing this because you think you own the joint listen i don't care how much money you paid you don't own the joint and as much as i don't like the guy who does own the joint you don't own it spike so if this is if if this on spike's side which i can see him being a little all high and mighty here you can't do that either 
Doesn't matter who you are. You can't do that. However, yet again, the Knicks dropped the ball here with the way they handle this, and it's turned into the Knicks versus Spike Lee. And guess who the fans are going to go to in that battle? I mean, give me a break. Jim Dolan's losing that battle 150 times out of 100. Not happening. Just, I, I, they just can't get anything right, the Knicks. <laughs> they can't get anything right. It's incredible. Now, the, the part, the, honestly, the part that gets me a little bit was, was Spike going on first take to complain about this. Now, a couple of things came to mind when, when I saw this. Number one, does, is Spike trying to elevate this to try and get more negative attention on James Dolan? So is he, you know, they, the Knicks in the statement said that Jim Dolan and Spike Lee shook hands and were in agreement over the future entrance occupancy of Spike Lee when he goes into the garden. And then that was the end of it. But Spike Lee goes on the next day on first take and says, I'm not going to any more Knicks games. I was abused by Dolan, blah, blah, blah. That's wrong too, in my opinion. This wasn't that big of a deal. So, did Dolan, like, did any of that even happen? I don't know. So now Spike Lee, you know, big time Nick fan, isn't going to go to any more games until next season, I guess, I guess until next season. He says, this year he's done. He's not going to any more games. Okay. I. This is tough because I don't know who's telling the truth here. My, to be honest with you, my first inclination was screw the Knicks. You know, why are you doing this to Spike? And then the more I looked into this and the more people I talked to about this, the more I kind of said, you know, Sean, take your fan hat off for a second. You look at this as a human being. You know, Spike deserves a lot of blame here. There's no reason to do this. Now, if he thinks that this is going to... Like, if he thinks going on first take, taking shots at James Dolan, could maybe get James Dolan in more trouble with the NBA or in more trouble or in, and put more pressure on the other team, it's not going to happen. And I think Charles Oakley came out earlier this week and said the NBA needs to step in on James Dolan. I, I mean... It, Really? Is that really going to happen? With what's already happened around his ownership with the Knicks, do you really think that's going to happen over something like this? Because he actually, in the end, when you look at this entrance situation, probably did the right thing here, at least as far as telling Spike, hey, people that work here go through this entrance, not you. We have a separate entrance for people like you who are celebrities. That in itself is not really too much to ask. But what the Knicks did after is what crossed the line. Putting all the blame on Spike. When part of this is, hey, Knicks, hey, James Dolan, this guy means a lot to your franchise. He's paid a lot of money. You know, he's gone to games when no one goes to games. And I get it, Nick's attendance has been great, and we'll get to why it's getting worse in a second. But 
This is like this should not like pick your battles, Knicks. Pick your battles. Did you really have to push it with Spike Lee? The most loyal Nick of all of us. So I again for 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 those that are gonna fight to the death for Spike Lee, I get that. But Spike this could I come back to this. This could have been avoided. This could have been avoided from both sides. Both sides did not have to do what they did. Both sides look stupid for doing what they did. Spike couldn't have walked another block or whatever it is to get to the right entrance. And the Knicks really had to had to pick a battle, pick a pick a fight with Spike Lee over this. This easily could have been handled behind closed doors. But now I, I, I mean, here I here we are talking about it in the middle of the season. And, and it completely overshadowed what the Knicks did to the Rockets earlier this week, making them look silly on the glass. The Knicks out rebounded the Rockets by 31 in a win at the Garden. A team that, you know, something could maybe get to the NBA Finals this year. And it's one of the best wins the Knicks have had all season long. And we're talking about whether or not Spike Lee went through the right entrance and why the Knicks are trying to push an agenda on Spike Lee when they could have easily have just kind of let this go, at least publicly. They didn't have to attack Spike Lee. Although, to be fair, Spike didn't have to go on first take either. Again, who needs a bottle? Holy smokes. Both parties here. Disgraceful. I mean, it's a slap fight. Oh my God. I just couldn't believe that. While I was reading that story, I couldn't believe what I was reading. And then the Jazz situation. Knicks lose to the Jazz. And it's it comes out later. Actually, just I just saw this just before I came on for the podcast. Knicks had the lowest attendance for that game against the Jazz since 2006 for a game. That's 14 years ago, almost. Knicks at the game had over 3,000 empty seats, according to to the official attendance, the crowd was announced at just over 16,500 with a ton of empty seats throughout the arena. For those that don't know, Madison Square Garden gets, I think, 19,008-something. So the, the, the basically, in, in, lame, in Matt, layman's math, term, it was like 15, 16% empty. There was like, it was like 84% capacity. The Knicks haven't had a a lower attended game since Isaiah Thomas was the head coach. It was his first season and the Knicks won a game over Atlanta. There was like 15,800 in the, in the seats. 895, I think was the official total. December 13th, 2006. That's more than 500 regular season games ago. Whoa. According to USA Today, this will be the fourth season in a row that attendance is going to go down 
for Knicks games at the Garden. It's on track to drop for a fourth straight season. Now listen. For those that, the very few out there that are defending this, first of all, take a, take a breather. No one cares what, you know, come on. Attendance is down. We know why attendance is down. But but for the game specifically, it's the Jazz you're hearing, well, you know, the Knicks aren't good. And, you know, you know Spike, uh, def- defend Spike Lee to the death. And, you know, uh, coronavirus. This this is this this is a record low attendance. Like it could be any one of those things. It doesn't matter why. But you're starting to see it. It's starting to happen. It's starting to happen. And what I, but I what I mean by that is, this crap with James Dolan is starting to impact attendance at Knicks games. It's starting to do it. Now, in a crazy, perfect world, part of me thinks, well, maybe that's why Spike Lee went on first take. Maybe he had a plan. Spike Lee, from all intents and purposes, is a smart guy. Talented guy. He went on first take and took a lot of shots at the Knicks. Some maybe unnecessary, but maybe with a purpose. To try and get Knicks fans to say to wake up here and say, hey, you have the power to not go to these games. This is the man you're paying to go to these games. You're not you're not only not getting the product, but this is how he's treating his fans. You have the power to put him under pressure. And that's by not going to games. Maybe that's the case, but I don't know. That's my wishful thinking kind of explanation for why Spike did the idiot, idiot, uh, you know, ridiculous, I can't even find the right word, just honestly tone deaf thing to do, in my opinion. Based on what happened in the situation, I think Spike Lee is also in the wrong. However, if this is part of a plan, and I don't know that it is, it's a pretty good one. If that's the case, I don't want to give Spike Lee too much credit without fully knowing, but it's not a bad idea if that's what his plan is. Spike Lee has a lot of influence in the New York City area. But you know what I come back to? You know what I just come back to here morally? I I, I come back to, believe it or not, and then I, I realized after what I was thinking, the connection to Spike, why couldn't why couldn't both sides here just do the right thing? Why couldn't they? I'm not doing this for the bit. I'm not doing this for a joke. This is legitimately what I thought. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, that's the, yeah, that's Spike's. That's the, that's the movie that everyone thinks about with Spike Lee. But that was my thought. Why couldn't both sides just look at what they were doing and be like, you know what? I, I'm bigger than this. Why couldn't cooler heads prevail here? And it's it's because I think the Knicks are just so tone deaf when it comes to this stuff. It's their way or the highway. It doesn't matter. People are still going to games, so they don't care about uh, this how it looks in the media and things like that. Even though I think in part of this, they were in the right here. Even when they're in the right, at least in my opinion. And many, many of you probably don't think they are, and that's fine. I'm not going to go nuts over that. But the way they handled it publicly 
is is just awful. They they I mean my God, just idiots. And then you look at Spike Lee. And and again, like I said, my first thought was, why are they doing this to Spike Lee? No matter how good or bad the Knicks have been, he's always been there. But then when you really look at it, it's like, Spike, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? What is the matter with you? What's the difference between the employee entrance and the VIP entrance? What's the difference? Who cares? You're still going to the game. You're in the you're in the you're in the courtside seats. Everyone sees you. You're wearing a great jersey. You got a hat on. You're high fiving with all the celebrities on Celebrity Row. It's all good. You're jumping up and down. It's great. We love it. What was the point? And again, I'm trying to I tried to give you an explanation as to why maybe Spike did this. But then it, there's 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 always there's another side of this which, which is. Maybe Spike just thinks, you know, because he's been in the games for so long, he's better than everybody else. He can go in wherever he wants to go in. And again, my, the Nick fan of me says, I don't, that's fine. He deserves that. But the person me says, hey, <laughs> what's the matter with you? Did, did you have to blow up over this? Like, did someone like, come on. Jeez, uh, it's like it's like they took it's like it's like it's like Spike Lee and the Knicks took each other's Halloween candy. Like you know those Jimmy Kimmel bits every Halloween where they take away the candy and the kids are crying. This this is what that feels like. Both both sides here took the other's candy and they hid it somewhere. And now no one has any candy. Everyone's crying about it. I mean, can we grow up here? Oh my God, it's incredible. I need a timeout here. <laughs> Mike Miller's got to call me a timeout. I'm taking a break. We'll, we'll we'll talk more Knicks after this. We'll talk about the the fans, the sell the team crap, and, and we'll get into uh, a little bit of Knicks basketball maybe <laughs> at the end of the show. Uh, let me know what you think in the meantime about the about the Spike Lee situation in the comments below. Uh, we'll get to more of this later on after a break. Posting and Toasting Podcast Network, Shock Shock Nicks Podcast, back after this. So where do we go now? Where do we go from that? What a crazy, crazy first segment. Uh, I don't know where to go, uh, to be honest with you. I'll dive a little bit into the fans selling the team crap and and all this nonsense. So this is from earlier. Uh, again, the podcast goes out every Friday. I'm recording it on a Thursday today or this week, I should say. And th- this story just came out from a number of different sources. During the Knicks-Jazz game the other night, as happens a lot nowadays at MSG, it's happened for years now, there were a lot of fans chanting, sell the team, and apparently the Knicks uh, denied that these fans were kicked out of Madison Square Garden. This apparently happened towards the end of the game, uh, there's a little bit of conflicting reports there as to when exactly it happened. Um, but there is a video on social media of Knicks fans who are being escorted out of MSG as well. Bleacher Report has it on Twitter. If you want to go take a look, um, it's on social media. The fans are being led away from their seats by MSG security. Um, and they're, you know, 
not too thrilled about it. Um, uh, I think it's Mike Verkunov. Apologies if I mispronounced the name of the athletic, uh, shared a tweet in which the allegations that fans were ejected, uh, were, corro- uh, was corroborated. Here's his quote on Twitter. A group of at least four young men were escorted from their seats at MSG by MSG security for yelling, sell the team late in the Knicks loss tonight. Group of security escorted them into elevator out of arena. It's not like, quote, uh, one man yelled, quote, it's not like we're coming back here anytime soon, (laughs) unquote, Uh, which is a great line. (laughs) And they have every right uh, to say that. Um. A fan, I think, went on Twitter as well. Uh, This is according to the Daily News and identified himself as, I think it's John from Long Island. You guys can correct me on that one. I heard, I think that was the right name for this guy. And he basically went on uh, Twitter and the Daily News picked it up. uh, And a handful of fellow Nick fans, they were interacting with security um, and then they, they took a picture outside of quote unquote spikes entrance. And these are guys that like spike. That's fine. Again, I'm not going to go nuts over that. And they took a, they took a group photo. They're all wearing Nick's gear. It's great. I like the photo specifically. Um, and they basically, yeah, they basically claimed that they were the fans that got thrown out. Um, so the New York Times, I think, steps in here. Uh, Sopan Deb, again, correct me if I'm wrong on the pronunciation. Uh, the Knicks issued a statement after the game that refuted the allegations, saying, quote, no fans were rejected for yelling, sell the team, and escorted from the arena. Uh, the feud with Lee, not to mention some remarkably inflammatory comments by Knicks legend Charles Oakley, showcases how things have devolved into a full-blown disaster. Yeah, that's that's more on the article specifically I, I just gotta i gotta point this out um for for people out there listen this is a little bit different than the spike lee situation um and we've run into this before there have been other fans that have been kicked out for chanting sell the team the knicks of course have denied all of these um, there's the video of James Dolan uh, basically confronting a fan for telling him up front to sell the team. By the way, I still have a ton of respect for that fan to say it to James Dolan's face. That fa- If I ever meet that fan, I'm buying that fan a drink. That guy is a legend. To have the gall to say it to James Dolan's face as he's walking out after another Nick loss or whatever happened that night doesn't even matter. What a man. And you're one of the you're one of us. Like you're one you're a Nick fan however this is a little bit different than that and the only reason i'm saying that is basically because i I, not different sorry not different than the first fan it's different than the spike this this these kind of situations are different than the spike lee situations for simply this reason they like spike lee actually did something wrong Spike Lee actually did something he wasn't supposed to be doing. You're not supposed like that's the wrong entrance to go through. Like there's that's the bottom line. Like there's you can't argue that. 
Like, and, and, and that's the problem I have with certain Knicks fans. That's not up for dispute. Like, he did make a mistake. And he's done it, apparently, if you believe the Knicks, multiple times. That I'm not sure about, but, uh, you, you know, I don't know. It's tough to trust the Knicks, but, you know, who knows? This is fans expressing their displeasure. Fans don't get kicked out for booing players. Or saying that certain players suck, whether on their team or the other team. So why is it wrong for fans to yell at at an owner to sell the team? That's not wrong. They have the right to do that. However, because it's James Dolan's building, he has the right to kick you out, which is pretty ridiculous. It's extremely sensitive, whether he admits to that or not. It's extremely, it looks terrible, extremely thin-skinned, and to be fair to the fans, they picked the exact right time to do it because the game was basically over by all accounts, and they're like, hey, you know what, we're not coming back anyway. We're, we're, we're Like Spike Lee, we're not coming back to any more games this year anyway, so you can go screw yourself. It, it's amazing. It's just amazing. It, it's, the and... The fact that James Dolan has to, you know, go to this to this level time and again, it just tells you like he he is completely, completely out of touch. He's no idea, clueless, absolutely clueless. Just doesn't doesn't know how to run a franchise besides making it money. Bottom line, doesn't know. At least on the basketball side, somehow the Rangers are, you know, going in the right direction. But the Knicks, they just just can't be bothered, can't figure it out. It's incredible. It's incredible. It really is. And that's the part. That's the part that's made no sense to me for years. For years. It's incredible. In the same time that the Knicks have been going through this awful stretch, we're talking two decades plus of Knicks... Just anywhere from mediocrity to just dread. I was looking at this yesterday. And it was on basketball reference. And I was comparing it to how the Rangers have done. Over the last, I mean, probably the same amount of time, right? 20 years. And it's just, it's incredible. It really is unbelievable. By the way, the Rangers this season are 35-27-4 in the NHL. They're actually competitive. So, you know, it's incredible while this is going on that one franchise is in, is, you know, maybe not on the, you know, not there yet, but they're on the rise. And then you look at the Knicks, it's the same ownership. And they just can't figure it out, man. It's incredible. So let me, let's go back. Let's we'll start with this season and we'll work our way back quickly, and I won't go back too far, but we'll go back a little bit here. So the Knicks this season are nineteen and forty three. This year the Rangers are thirty five twenty seven and four. They're seventh in the Metropolitan Division. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Forgive me, I haven't been following the NHL 
all that closely this season. I don't think the Rangers are looking good for the playoffs, but regardless, you know, they've got a winning record. They're, they're competitive. They're on the way up. Last year, the Knicks were 17 and 65. 17 and 65. I was looking all the way back. It's the worst record in Knicks history, according to basketball reference. The worst record the Knicks have ever had. Just awful. Last year, the Rangers, again, this was a rebuilding year for the Rangers last year. 32, 36, and 14. Under David Quinn, and I believe that was David Quinn's first season as the head coach. They still managed to get close to 500 in the NHL. Year before that, under uh, Elaine Vigneault, the Rangers were 34, 39, and 9. Knicks, 2017-18, 29, and 53 under under Jeff Hornacek. And then 31, and 51, in 2016-17, the Rangers in 2016-17 were 48-28-6 and and finished fourth in the Metropolitan Division. 2015-16, again, over 100 points for the Rangers, 46-29-9. 2015-16 for the Knicks, they were 32-50 and under Derek Fisher and bleeping Kurt Rambis. So again, you're looking back. 2014-15, remember the Knicks in 2014-15 were also 17-65. and Tied for the worst record in franchise history under Derek Fisher. 2014-15, the same season for the Rangers. 53-22-7, they won the Metropolitan Division. And they got all the way to the conference finals and lost in seven games. During this same era, by the way, under James Dolan with the Rangers, 2013-14, the year before, the Rangers were in a Stanley Cup final and lost in five games to the the Kings. I'm sorry, yes, the LA Kings. 13-14 13-14 for the Knicks. They were 37-45. and 45. And that was coming off that magical 2012-2013 season when the Knicks won 54 games and lost in the conference semifinals to, uh, to Indiana. So the Knicks had three straight seasons when they made the playoffs. 2010-2011, 2011-2012, 2012-2013. Those first three years, uh, you know, combining with Amari and then mellow and the best they got was this was a second round exit to the indiana pacers they won one playoff series and obviously before that the knicks had made the playoffs since 2004 when they lost in the first round and that was the same year the knicks had three different head coaches in the same season so in this time, from 2000, from 2001 to 2019, 2020, the Knicks have made the playoffs five times and they've won one playoff series. So this is kind of, you know, the turning point, you know, the James Dolan 
right? You know, everyone references that period, right? In in the history of the Knicks. When you look at the Rangers during that same time, this is the same owner. It's the same guy. So when you look at the Rangers during this time, let me just reiterate here. We're looking at the last 20 years of Nixon Rangers success. Same building, same owner, basically the same deal here. From 2000 to 2001, the Knicks, five playoff appearances, one series victory over the Celtics, 2012-2013. And a crap ton of losing seasons. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, if you count this season, 16 losing seasons for the New York Knicks. One of those losing seasons, by the way, did actually lead to a playoff appearance. So keep that in mind as well. For the Rangers, same building, completely different, completely different. They've had, they've had a phenomenal run, you could argue. No, no wins in the in the Cup final. Knicks, or excuse me, the the Rangers still haven't won since 1994. Before that, they hadn't won in, since 1940. But since 2000, 2001, the Rangers have been to the playoffs 11 times. 11 times. And did make it to a Stanley Cup final. They made deep runs multiple times. Now winning seasons, I should say losing seasons during this period. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six losing seasons. That's a lot of winning seasons, man. 14 out of the 20 winning seasons for the Rangers. And it's the same owner. It's just incredible. And I got nothing for you. I, I have no idea. I mean, clearly, who, the, you know, the, the running of the organizations have clearly not... <laughs> they're clearly on different playing fields here. I get that. No question about it. But I, I, I've talked to multiple people. You know, again, I think I've said this once or twice on the show. I used to work as an intern at MSG and, and worked a little bit in the production department at MSG. And, and we talk about it every time, every now and then it's just, it's just like, wow, how are the Rangers so good? And the Knicks are just so bad. It's incredible. And, and those numbers, at least as far as the output, you know, what really matters, the product, I mean, the numbers back it up. I mean, there's nothing you can do to dispute the numbers. And the Rangers, you could argue, have had a very successful two decades since since the year 2000. I mean, as far as, you know, getting to the postseason, having winning seasons, and, and on top of that, you know, playing for the big trophy, they've done it. The only thing they didn't do was win the cup. The Knicks, I mean, second round and, and what, 15 losing seasons, 14, 15, 16 losing seasons? Oh, Paul, I mean, what the Knicks, what Nick fans would do, what they would, they'd kill for what the Rangers have. 
They'd kill for that success. They'd kill for an NBA Finals loss. Are you kidding me? They'd kill for the playoffs. And, and that was the thing. That's what I've been reading a lot this week. What's been incredible is, you know, and I've said this on the t- on the show before, people always reference this all the time when it comes to the Knicks. As good as it is when the Yankees are good, and I'm a huge Yankee fan, so for those that listen to the show, we, we've had it real good in my lifetime. As great as New York City and this tri-state area is, when the Yankees are good or when the Mets are good or when the Rangers are good or when the Devils are good or when the Islanders are good, the Nets, when they were good when I was a kid in New Jersey and then when they've been good in Brooklyn you know, a few times as well, even the Giants and the Jets. I mean, when the Giants and the Jets have been good, it's a great city. And it's amazing to be around it when it's when some of the teams are good. You know, especially the Yankees. I look at the I think about the Giants. Even when the when the Jets are good, it's pretty crazy in New York and and things like that. And don't get me wrong, it gets crazy when the Rangers are good and the Islanders and the Devils and um, th- this area is so good when teams are in the playoffs. You know, the sports in this town, in this tri-state area, are just the best when when multiple teams or even just one team sometimes are are playing really well. But it just doesn't compare to when the Knicks are good. It's just a different thing. Like 2012-2013, when the Knicks were good, it was a different ball game. It was different in the city. It, you could just—it's a different vibe. It's just different. You felt like the heart of the city was pumping as fast as it's ever been pumping before. Something about that. And again, in my opinion, I think you could still argue that that New York is a baseball town. But it's only because the Yankees have been so good for so long. I mean, that that's part that's a big part of it. Like that's been a lot of success over a long period of time. I mean, the Yankees are the most successful franchise in all of sports. I mean, there's nothing, there's no disputing that. And I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a Yankee fan. You could call bias, whatever you want. There's no disputing that. There's no disputing that in all of sports in America, even overseas, the, the Yankees are the most successful franchise, arguably in all of sports on the history of the planet ever the end period. But when the Knicks are good, it's still, it's different. It's different, man. It really is. It's incredible. And we just haven't had anywhere near that consistency in, in two decades. And we again, that, that little taste we had in 2012, 2013, that little taste we had during Lynn's sanity, that, that little three-year period when the Knicks made the playoffs three straight years, we had a little taste of it. And we haven't even, I mean, we've had two 17-win seasons since then. Two of them! And, and it's put paper bags over your head bad. I mean, that's what it's been like. And the more like the more things that happen like this with Spike Lee and, and sell the team chance and James Dolan and, and you name it, it's the worse it's going to get. And there's gonna, they're going to find new lows, the Knicks. They're going to find new lows. They are. And, and until, I, I hate to say this because I don't fully believe it. I really don't. Because I look at the Rangers and I think, well, James Dolan's their owner too. And they're good. But if things like this keep happening, I don't know if the Knicks are ever going to get better. Maybe he does have to sell the team. But part of me also says he's done 
all this and he still has a successful franchise that plays in the same building so it's it's so tough but in the end this is what i have to say i'll leave you with one thought and it's on the spike lee situation and really all these situations with the knicks use some of your own common sense yeah, it's part of something I talked about with the Kobe situation, uh, with, with him tragically passing away a couple episodes ago. If you want to learn a little bit more about my thoughts on that, go back a couple episodes ago, uh, and I talk about Kobe and his family and the reporting on that story. Use some of your own common sense before you run away with some of these stories. And again, you know, my first reaction was probably a lot like yours. I went right to blaming the Knicks. And the Knicks do deserve blame here. But that doesn't mean, despite what Spike Lee might mean to you as a Knicks fan, and he means a lot to me as well, it doesn't necessarily mean he goes through scot-free here. Imagine, imagine you're waiting online to go into a Knicks game. And somebody basically just walks, cuts through the whole line, and says, no, nah, I'm cutting the line. I'm getting in before all of you. And he's wearing glasses, and he's wearing a Knicks jersey, and he's splashing some cash, and he's got some chains on. Or he's, he's in a suit, and a tie, and he's holding a briefcase, and he's coming from Wall Street. It doesn't matter. He's acting high and mighty, and you don't matter. He matters more than you do. That's his attitude or her attitude. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you're picturing here. But this person is saying, I'm better than you are. I can go wherever I want, wherever I want. That's not how it works. Some some people might tell you that's how it works. It's not how it works. That's not how society works. That's not how life works. Maybe every once in a while, that's how it. That's how you know you get away with that, but that's not how it works. Okay, that stuff should not be allowed. I go back to the other side though, and I'll leave you again with this. However, for this situation in particular, the Knicks couldn't have handled it more wrong. Both can be wrong at the same time. And that's where I'll leave you this week. Boy, oh boy. The lowest of low notes. And again, let me know what you think. Get it off your chest like I just did. I, I always appreciate getting a chance to hear from you guys. And again, one thing I do want to address again, I don't always get a chance to reply to comments or reply to Twitter or whatever you know i'm i'm you know for those that don't know i'm busy i'm traveling i'm doing other work so i don't always have chance to to reply to some of your guys stuff but i i when i read it i really appreciate your guys feedback not only on the show although sometimes you guys go way over the line like social media always is but you always get a couple of those people but i appreciate for those that are diehards that listen to the show week in and week out you guys are the best you guys are awesome and, I, and this is why we do the show. We do the show for you guys. For you guys that no matter what the Knicks do and no matter what happens, you come back week after week to hear our thoughts on the Knicks. It's the best. We, we can't thank you guys enough. 
You guys are awesome. You're way better than all these crappy things happening with the Knicks. The Knicks don't deserve you guys. It's incredible. But thank you, as always, for listening to the show. You guys are phenomenal, as always. You can like and subscribe. I should say YouTube style there. You can rate and review on iTunes. You can subscribe to the podcast there. You can get in touch with us on postingandtoasting.com under the Shock Jock Knicks podcast posts. You can also get in touch with me on Twitter at SJ7 to let me know what you think's going on with the Knicks and your thoughts on the current situation surrounding the Knicks and Spike Lee and the fans and James Dolan and maybe, if you have time, the team as well. <laughs> thank you again. I can't thank you enough. Thank you, as always, for listening. And we will see you guys next week on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.